I may not be able to handle it when you don't understand me, but God can. I may not be able to handle it when you are mad at me, but God can. I may not be able to handle it when you scream at me, but God can. I may not be able to handle it when you don't want to talk to me, but God can. I may not be able to handle it when you don't want to hold my hand, but God can. I may not be able to handle it when your heart is broken, but God can. I may not be able to handle it when you curl up in a ball, sobbing, asking me, why? But God can, and he will. He can handle all of the dark places you may find yourself in as he remains by your side until he is able to show you that you handled it too. Subtle sound. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to today's show. My name is Shahara, and you're listening to the Love Manifested podcast, where we are having authentic conversations, shedding light on love, and we believe that God is love. So um, there you have it. Our hope is to illuminate love manifested in each other so that we can see better, choose better, and be better all around. And so on this podcast, we have a heart culture and a, um, a culture of not just love, but just um, friendship and, and, and community. And so today, we always introduce our guests as um, from their heart, because I feel that titles are um, often, they don't represent the person's heart as well as we, once we get to know them, and since this is our only opportunity to get to know our guests, I like to do it, get to the heart of things very quickly. So I want to introduce today's guest. I'm very, very thankful. I'm just so grateful that she's here. Um, I love this woman, and um, I'm excited that we get to sit here and have this conversation today, however it's going to go, wherever it leads <laughs> us. <laughs> but um, how would I describe her heart? Um, let's see. So her heart is definitely, um, it's a bold and courageous heart. Um, she's for her family. She loves family, and not just her own. She loves everyone to have she wants everyone to have like a secure family life a stable family life I often think of you as a stabilizer because you um, 
I've seen you sit with women and um, your heart is for, you bleed out for women going through things. And she's a woman who, um, while she's sensitive and discerning, she's also very real and she's had very real moments with God. And um, I feel like sometimes people don't always honor those real moments publicly, but she's had those real moments and she can always recognize someone going through a very real moment with God and she shows up with her heart and she comes with her heart first and then she brings the word of God that's in her. Um, but it's, it's heart first in her heart because it's submitted and it's in a complete alliance with God. She, um, she comes in with, with, with all of that. Um, also she's just, she loves children. Like she's for women and children and just like I said, families, that we can be have have you know stable lives and that we can live well. She's about the living well, and she loves to live well. She does it very well too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else? Yeah, those real moments—a real person, real moments with God—and um, she's transparent about the building of her faith and what that's looked like for her, for her, which is something that really helped me in a season when we met, actually. So I want to ask everyone to please help me welcome this beautiful woman that I sit across from. Her name is Trey. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's hard to just sit and listen to someone. Right? <laughs> you know, talk about you like that. But hmm. it blesses me tremendously that um, you recognize the passion in me for these things that we don't even always know to articulate about ourselves. Right. Um, it's true. So I'm blessed. Thank you. I'm so honored to be here with you today. The honor is all and the pleasure is all mine. Um, I think that, you know, it is, it's true because I've heard that a few times now doing the show and having people say, oh, wow, because you don't get to hear such nice, um, true things about yourself every day. And I think if we heard that more, maybe we would, I don't know. Yeah. Be more joyful or something. I have think, more purpose. Be more intentional. Yeah. I think so far it's probably the favorite aspect of your podcast that you introduce people by heart. Mm. And not title, not by name. Mm. Titles just, you, you know, immediately you get a preconceived notion of what they are, what they do. Exactly. This person is what they do. Yes. Or what position they've been exalted to. Right. Um, so yeah. introducing by heart is uh, both humbling and... Mm. Um, also rich. That's a really rich way to enter into. I've never heard a podcast do, you know, intro like that. Wow! And I love it. I really love it. Thank you, Holy Spirit, because I didn't come up with that. But <clears throat> yeah, it's just you know how it is. You meet people, and they're really married to their title, and their heart doesn't always reflect it. So I like to connect with people one on one. And I think when you and I, when I met Trey, um, I hadn't actually formally met you yet. But I always tell you this, she was at a, we were at a conference for a church conference, and she was one of the speakers in one of the breakout sessions. And um, it was just, I remember sitting there crying because I was so moved by your willingness to be transparent in that arena. And the actual details of your story, which... I've seen people kind of gloss over certain things when they're in that space because, you know, they don't 
either feel comfortable or they feel like it should look a certain way. So I shouldn't be in leadership and then say how I've been through these things, but it really freed me. Um, and I think the tears were just, I was so grateful because I was sitting there knowing that I was walking through this training of finding my voice and finding my, um, value as it pertained to where I was at that time in that moment, you know, going through the things that I had been through and some of our story is very similar. Um, and so to watch a woman of faith stand before a room and just transparently tell her story with such grace and um, poise, it was just very, you know, it wasn't, you know, extremely dramatic, but it was dra a dramatic, it's a, it's a serious, real story. But I was like, wow, look at her. She's bold up there. She's courageous. She's sharing in this room. And I could like feel breaths being taken from other people around like you know like wow someone else is going through they've been through that you've they've experienced that and this is like truly wow i'm just having like this this we've talked about this mm -hmm. to a degree but right now i'm having this kind of like understanding that truly in that moment that was the catalyst for me moving forward in any space of leadership or mentorship I w that wasn't on my radar and watching you and how you um shared um organically and told your story from you know your life story it really helped me say you know what there's a space for me to also be authentic I don't want to be fake I don't want to yeah. show up as what this person thinks I should be because that's not the way we do it here. And that's not how we, I want to show up as God has walked me through this life with my story, with my goods, my bads, my yuckies, my horrible moments, my moments I'm not proud of and the triumphs and the victories and whatever it is, I just want to show up as that. Yeah. And you gave me in that moment and we didn't know each other yet. No. You gave me all of that that day. And that's why I was like, so I remember journaling about it. Like, there's space for me. I can be real and be me. I love that. You ha we have talked about it, but there's always, you know, more aspects you see in it. And the last thing we need is more kind of plastic puppets in the pulpit. Right. People playing the part. Right. You know, you can, you can get that all day long. Jump on Instagram. Yep get on the internet yeah and um you know after a lot of years in ministry i realized how powerful mm -hmm. my vulnerability was Ugh. and i realized and i saw things breaking off of women um specifically i remember a story one night um early on and uh, i had shared on a you know a tuesday night women's Bible study I was leading and it just shared just a, you know, just a, a small part right, of right. my testimony. Yeah. And that night, um, later, late that night, a woman called me and she said, I'm, I'm so sorry for calling you so late. She said, when you can, and I could hear just the emotion in her voice, but she said, I didn't know that you knew. Mm. I didn't know that you knew what this feels like. I had no idea. 
She, I, I'm, and she was apologizing for judging me and for having oh. put, having put me in that box of, oh, she's in a position of ministry, so she, she must live a perfect life. She must have a perfect marriage. Right. She must have it all figured out, which is about opposite of everything that my life is. Oh, <laughs> and um, oh my goodness! But it was. I'm glad that it happened pretty early on in ministry yeah. because I'll never forget that moment. Mm. And her saying, I had no idea that you knew what this feels like. I, had, I didn't know that you knew. Wow. Thank you. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry for judging you. I'm sorry for the box I put you in. Thank you wow. for telling us the truth tonight. And I, I never wanted to go back. I never wanted, you know, two steps forward, one step back. I never wanted to take a step back from that moment. And it was um, incredibly empowering to me yeah. to realize that my vulnerability was literally breaking the back of the enemy yeah it was breaking spiritual bonds off of women yep by just being able to tell them the truth that's it and say i survived yep i yes. still love god yep i might have been really mad at him a couple times along the way yeah but here we are yeah yeah and yeah. i'm still all in yeah and and we need to hear that more yeah more, more, more. I always talk about how you and I have talked about this. You know, thank God we became friends and we have a mutual sister that we love dearly, mm -hmm. both of us. Yeah. And, um, you know, thank God we were able to continue and connect and connect and connect and connect because um, you give, you've provided so many a safe place because of that. Because it's just, I'm just here. I'm just me. Oh, I've walked through that. Let me tell you what happened here in this story. Can you pull something from it? Great. If you can't, through, you're very matter of fact and very understanding of all that it takes to, to, um, to walk this life out. You know? And people, and even the people that don't know God and are trying to figure him out, you're just very sensitive to that. And it's not something that is the norm. When I met you, it was definitely not the norm. I had never heard a woman speak so organically wow. and with such vulnerability. Wow. I remember, um, yes, our mutual friend that we both know and love. <laughs> After that uh, conference, she had said, Shahara loved your session. And I was like, Shahara was there? She <laughs> oh, was <God. laughs> Tell me everything she said because she's so cool. <laughs> and I was like, she had to say it a couple times. Like, no, she was really blessed. Like she, and no. then but then she told me she said, no, Trey, she doesn't. Um, I don't want to misspeak or mischaracterize you, but um, she's usually a little more guarded. Yeah. And she said, but after you spoke, she wants to know you. Yeah. She respects you. She yep. was blessed by what you said, and she's like. But this is a big deal because <laughs> she doesn't really just seek out <laughs> new friendships with women. Um, and, but I, I got that. I understood that so, so deeply. Yeah. You know, I'd been burned by yeah. a lot of people in you my and life. I have a lot in common. <laughs> and um, I'm like, I don't need, I'm good. I don't need any more yeah. friends. <laughs> yeah. Because we love when we love, we love deep and we love hard and we're all in. Yes. And so when we're all in it's easy for when those things fall apart or they don't 
show up in a way that we can recognize it as love because it's not right because sometimes it's not it's not (laughs) um we get deeply hurt and wounded and it's almost like in those spaces because they didn't have the love to bring or reciprocate um they don't even understand how deeply they've hurt us right and so we have to take that wound and we have to walk on and no one even you don't even realize the depth to what you've cut me yeah so that's the truth and the guard that's where the guard comes you know the you know having had now the privilege of knowing you and loving you for years I recognize so much of myself in you and likewise (laughs) and you know just as we've talked about just similar stories and experiences and although we've lived vastly different lives yeah We've had so many similar experiences. And I realized that in that very moment, that room, for whatever reason, I was asked to speak to that breakout session and you being in that room was so orchestrated by God that we were were supposed to have that moment. We were supposed to know each other and our two hearts that, I see our hearts as whole, Mm -hmm. but with a whole lot of super glue and things, you know, <laughs> that have, you know, Stained put some glass. of those broken pieces. That's a better way of yes, saying it. Like that's a mosaic. A, yes. A kaleidoscope. Yes. It has, there has been crazy glue. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes the gorilla glue. Yes. And so, yes, there's this, you know, this, this piece here of me mm-hmm. right recognizes up. and kind of, they, they kind of reflect off of each other, you know, some of these pieces. And I know that it was meant to be. And I'm grateful for that. And if it took some hard things um, along the way that were able to give us that connection and that mutual understanding and and empathy for one another. Yeah, that's a good better word. Um, Totally. And and also showing up. Thank you for showing up as a healthy woman relationship in my life. I feel like we need to say that to each other more often because there's a lot of unhealthy women to women relationships. Is that how you would say that? I guess. Um, So yeah, thanks for being healthy and thanks for seeing. I, on yeah. Anyway, we can talk so much. I want to. That's that's powerful though. That that's powerful. And I would I would just take a moment right now and encourage you, whoever's listening. (laughs) Yeah. Do a little mental health. Yes. Check, check up on your friendships. Yes. Ooh. How are you when you leave that woman? Ooh. Chills. Are you better? Are you fuller? Yep. Are you exhausted and drained and dark because she has just sucked the life out of you? And that is not dramatic. No. There were women in my life that just, I was exhausted after I spent my obligatory. You know, I feel like I have to. I have to, yes. you know? Yeah. And I would leave feeling exhausted. And just down. Yeah. You know, and then you get around other women that are life-giving. And we're not always life-giving to each other. No. <laughs> Girl, some days <laughs> we have to have space, give space for that. Absolutely. But not a constant. But we can <laughs> always be safe for each other. Yes. We can always be a lifeline for each other. We don't always have to be, you know, yes. chipper. <laughs> <laughs> but if you right. have someone in your life that you're, rock- you're recognizing consistently, you're walking away from that friendship drained Mm. you might need to reevaluate why you keep lending your time to that so good marinate on that one and it's okay to put the boundaries up absolutely it's actually a safeguard for you and your health i'm walking through that right now as you know 
it's okay to to put parameters. Absolutely. It's actually necessary. And that's you not only being good a good friend because sometimes you need to walk away and take take a beat, but it's being you being good to yourself. That's part of self-care is is taking those inventory of your relationships and saying, "Okay, and you have to recognize what season you're in. Some seasons you don't have it to give. You don't have it to have to sit and give yeah. to these women that are draining because you need someone to give it to you. That's a real thing too. Yeah. And it makes you better for everyone in your life. It really does. It's not selfish. Nope. So there it is from my mentor. Um, so let's <laughs> make a hard transition here, but not so much because mm-hmm. it is my favorite time of the show um you know what time it is trey what time is it Shay? It is t- <laughs> i feel like we're about to get in the barn and do our t- <laughs> we're teaming in the barn oh my goodness you know what time it is though it is it's love happy hour love time happy hour. <laughs> yes. Yes. yes it is Yes, and there's our inebriated. They've already been drinking our inebriated love happy hour choir. Okay, okay. (laughs) Well, they've already been indulging. So this is the part of the podcast where I ask our guests to BYOL, bring their own love for love happy hour. Mm -hmm. And um, it can be anything. We don't discriminate. Some have brought food. They know I'm a foodie. Um, they bring, you can bring a book, you can bring um, a verse, you can bring a bottle of wine. I don't care. Just whatever you love that you want to share. Um, the only requirement is that you love it. So, Trey, <laughs> my dear friend that always brings wonderful things wherever she goes. You're so sweet. You're so sweet. You are a foodie. You uh, have been, I mean, literally the best meal I've ever had in my life has come out of your kitchen. Well, it was in my kitchen, it was actually, in your kitchen. but <laughs> by your hands. And um, so I was not about to try and bring you food. <laughs> Sorry. Just no shame. Totally intimidated by that. I hate it. But I did bring you. Um, what she brought me? I brought you a little just cozy comfort bag here. It is just oh my the God. yummiest <gasps> chenille blanket and chenille socks. It's a comfort bag. It's a comfort bag. And so... This is something I actually have, um, <laughs> you may not even realize it, a year or so ago when you came, Okay. Um, you came to Idaho. Yes. For your birthday weekend. Yes. And I was like, oh, we're going to go here, we're going to go there, we'll do this, Coeur for this day, we'll do Sandpoint for this day, we're going to go, you know, eat here. And you were like, I didn't know. <laughs> I'm going to curl up on the couch and stare out at the river yeah. and we're going to eat some good food. <laughs> inside this house yes. and I don't I don't know that like I don't think we went out once we um, went to pick up my husband from the airport oh girl you <laughs> that was it. she's in Idaho in winter <laughs> we went to go pick up her husband in the airport and she shows up in a mini skirt and fishnet tights <laughs> they were not fishnets <laughs> Okay, they might have been. Okay, they were sexy. Every girl needs a good pair of fishnets. Why? Because she's picking up her man. I'm like, girl, we're in Idaho. We're driving to Spokane to the airport, and it oh, is cold okay. out. And she's like shaking that booty, and she's like, I don't care. We're going to get my man. That's the truth. You can edit that out if you want, but we don't edit here. 
<laughs> and then I was like, oh, this is so great. I have to take a picture of this moment. Because she's, let me, so, let me tell you, you show up for that man. Hey, you he shows up for me. You show up. We but show anyway. Up for each other. Okay, sorry. <laughs> but but so, back to the love. No, I, I loved... I, you guys are great about getting away, yeah. planning your trips and getting away and just being so intentional about that time. And it's not all about the activities. Mm-hmm. It's just about being cozy and present. And when I was thinking about this, I was like, I love how you embrace that. Mm-hmm. And I love that it's caused me to want to just, em- em- well, I do, you know, just embrace it, curl up with the blanket. So I found the softest like all chenille blanket I could find for you I, and some yummy socks. Cause you know, socks are amazing. And um, I'm always barefoot to a fault. Broke my ankles. There we go. So Yay! I'm going to tuck I'm that so down there. I'm so excited for that. Thank you so much. I'm going to post a picture of it on our on our uh, social media accounts. Okay. And okay. you know what's funny is you talk about um, me being there for that birthday, even though we did get to do some of that the last time I was there. We went to Sandpoint. We went. Oh, we made up for it on the done, next trip. Yes, yeah. we always make up for <laughs> it. But, but we also did have a lot of downtime just downtime like we made our lattes we got on a boat and we just sat and had our morning coffee and Mm. there was a lot of chilling too of just being present it's very right where we are it's very important to me and it's very um i am intentional about that because i feel like um sometimes this we can get going and going and going and i'm a goer Mm. i do i can multitask and divide my time here and there and it's just like it's that for me will put me in a very bad uh, mental health spin. So when I go there, and you know what? I think it's important too that when we're outside and when we're in places where we can really see the beautiful articulations and the beautiful artistry of God's hand, that we stop and we take it in Mm -hmm. and let it nurture us. Let it, you know, we're made in his image, I believe, so when he makes something it's gonna it's that energy is transferring to us so we're receiving our presence is depositing and we're also receiving from watching that river from sitting in that nature it's just i will always stop and take and be still that's one of my favorites be still and know because when you look at that you can't look at priest river idaho and be like hmm this is nice it doesn't suck (laughs) it doesn't suck (laughs) (laughs) And the blanket that you gave me is right there on the couch. Over yeah, there. That, the, the blanket for two for yes. you and your man. Yes. <laughs> I got you, Mr. Roger. <laughs> and I love, love, love it. It's been there since I got home. So, yeah. I love it. I appreciate that you uh, recognize that part of me and it's okay. I don't want, I'm not a tourist. I'm a traveler. So. Oh, I love that. Not I a like tourist, to I'm a traveler. Yeah. There's, there is quite a difference. <laughs> yeah. Tourist knows where they're going. Traveler knows where they've been. So, wow. Anyway, thank you so much. I'm so excited about them. I will be putting them on tonight because it is cold right now. Yeah, it's not cold here. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's summer for us where you live. The sun is shining. (laughs) There's nothing white and wet on the ground. Double digits on the thermometer. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. But it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's all beautiful. I love it. Well, thank you so much for your gift. You're welcome. You're welcome. And, um, I will use it with joy. (laughs) So let's get into this because one of the reasons I was really excited about you coming on here, not only because you're like one of my 
oversight, you know, um, prayer warriors and mentors, and you just helped me, and you, I just, I'm thankful for your presence in my life, but I wanted to have this conversation um, because I know that we're here to encourage, inspire, and empower absolutely people and their relationships. And um, I love that you started out with, you know, speaking about ministry because there's a lot of people that are not connected to God because of someone. And it doesn't have to be about the someone. It needs to be about just our spirit and how we're feeling and that we connect with, with him, you know. Yeah. So, you know, we always have a part of the episode where we talk about um, we have a word association. And so I was excited also because when I put you on my list of scheduling, your word came to me right away. Now, I remember usually, you told me that. Yeah. I'm like, but are you going to tell me? You're like, <laughs> no. <Nope. laughs> so usually, guys, for those of you that I don't think I've explained it, but and if I have, forgive me. You can hear it again. Probably hear it again and again. Um, but I don't. Oh, I don't never. I never tell the guests what the word is because either I will have it um, beforehand. When uh, when I put their names down for scheduling, or um, I get it in prayer right before they get here, or sometimes has been the case that it comes out of me right as I say <laughs> your word is. So um, that just helps us create a more organic environment that we can just just have a conversation in. We're all about conversation, right? Yeah. So Trey, your word. Are you ready? Oh, I'm so ready. (laughs) (laughs) I love that they're not hard words, but they will make you think. Mm -hmm. Your word is forgiveness. Wow. Okay. So tell me, what's the first thing that comes to mind when when you hear the word forgiveness? Wow. I didn't expect that to instantly bring me to tears. I'm not going to overthink and, you know, there's so many things it could be. I'm going to take you right to a moment when I realized the power mm-hmm. of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so part of my story is uh, my ex-husband was uh, habitually unfaithful. Mm. And so I walked through uh, a lifestyle of adultery over and over and over again because I did forgive him, and I did believe him every time. This was it. This was sorry. We'd hit rock bottom. Mm. Um, And he chose um, not just to be unfaithful, but many times to be unfaithful with women that were close to me. Wow. Um, mm -hmm. And one that I had, um, you know, for many years considered a best friend in my life. Okay. And um, so, like so many women do... You know, I worked it out with him, but she was dead to me. Right. Like she was done dead in the street. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. There's nothing that needs to be said. You mm-hmm. see me across. Yeah. Yeah. But as, you know, as years went on and life went on, um, many, many years went, went on. And um, somehow or another, I don't remember all the details of it, but our paths crossed again. And um, I was so far past it. And mm. I had I had worked out that forgiveness 
Um, I didn't, you know, I didn't desire a close friendship with her anymore, but I, I mean, I had forgiven her and I had, it wasn't ruminating in me anymore. It wasn't, it wasn't poison in me anymore. Right. But, um, I had a conversation with her and she was, I'm so, you know, she was still, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I was like, we don't have to do that. Wow. It's over. That was just so long ago. I, I forgave you years ago. And. The wow. sound, the sound that came out of her, I mean, not, I'm not just talking about crying, sobbing. It was this moaning. Wow. I didn't know. Again. Wow. I just made the connection to that other woman. I didn't know you had forgiven me. I didn't know you had forgiven me. And she's just, I mean, moaning this. I didn't know. And I realized I had kept her imprisoned. This was probably 15 years later. Wow. I, had get, I had kept her imprisoned because I had never gone back to her and told her that she had been forgiven. Again, I'm not going to go back and say, hey, let's, let's, let's be friends. And yeah, you right. know, no, I probably no. don't trust you so much anymore. <laughs> but, right. And maybe you do. You know, not, yeah. That's not everybody's story. But right. I, I realized the power of forgiveness in that moment. We always think about wow. forgiveness for us. Yeah. You know, we hear the old unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting Expecting the person to to die die. and Mm -hmm. you know i never realized the power of unforgiveness like i did forgiveness and then unforgiveness when i realized that i had held someone else in bondage unintentionally wow i i had kept her in bondage for a good 15 years because she didn't know that she had been forgiven Wow. Now she should have been working that out with Jesus. Side right. note, right? right? You and Jesus, like, you f- get right yep. with God on that. Yep. There's going to be times where you don't have that opportunity right. to make it right with the person. Period. But I break. had, yes. I had the power to release her from that. Whatever it was, when I realized that I had totally <sighs> forgiven her, I, I didn't, I could have found her, you know, I could have, I could have extended that message. Mm. Um, and it's and it was a learning experience. Again, these are things; these are many years ago in my life. Yeah. But when I think about forgiveness, I will always think about that day on that phone with that woman, moaning out her, the release. Wow. She had been released for something that she didn't feel that she deserved to be forgiven for, and that was that was powerful. It was a powerful understanding for me of what we do to people when we, when we harbor unforgiveness and the bondage that we put them in. Whether they deserve it or not, I'm not ca- talking about what they did. No, and that's, forgiveness never talks about what they did. I'm talking about the bondage we can keep somebody in by harboring unforgiveness. Wow. So that was the first thing that came to mind. I'm like, my mind is... <laughs> Trey, you got me at a loss for words right now. My mind is blown. Because now that I'm thinking about that, yeah, we always talk about it from the front end, but what about the back end? Like, to me, that's the back end. She's on the back end, because back here we left you when you made, when you did this thing, Mm -hmm. whatever it was. And we're trying to move forward on the front end so we have to forgive ourselves we have to forgive that person so you did it and just how much if we take 
the entire story or the details out of it. Just mm-hmm. someone that didn't think they deserved something. Like how much compassion and humility. It gives you compassion, but the humility she has 15 years later. Yeah. You know, so many times when we behave poorly or something, we carry around this. It's a shame and a guilt, but yeah. it often manifests as well. It happened. Oh, well, you know, there's this like, I don't know how it gets twisted up and turned around like that, but it's sometimes people are really remorseful and sometimes they're not. I think, I think a lot, for a lot of people, it's how they live with it. Cause I mean, how, how long can you function in a pattern of shame and embarrassment when you don't, you know, you did somebody dirty, right? Yeah. And so, and the value, I think it turns into a mask of just like, okay, you got to get over it. You know, it happened, right. move on kind of a thing. And, but I think it's also assigned to the value of the relationship as well, because she valued that relationship so much. She did. I am i don't know her yeah. and I don't know this situation, but just by what you're saying right there, yeah. that communicates value to me. Yeah, she did. She, she did. Valued she valued you and to have you not there yeah. for all of those years because of something that she had done, so horribly done. Yeah. You know, and she was very remorseful at the time. I mean, I I knew how broken she was in it in the moment. And I also knew what a manipulator, you know, she had been played by. Yeah. (laughs) But it just wasn't my focus, you know, at the moment. But I never I never doubted her remorse. I never doubted that she was sorry that she was torn up about it. But I also never, never knew the prison I had put her in. I'm thinking I'm 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 all kinds of places with that. That's just that's incredible. It's incredible to think that we not only imprison ourselves, we imprison the other person as well when we don't forgive. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. very interesting. And I'm curious, like, how do you know? working through all of the aftermath of all of that. Do you remember when you got, when you came to a point where it didn't affect you? Cause you know, that forgiveness is it's metaphysical in the body. Like you totally, it's all, you can feel it. Unforgiveness. You feel it. You talk it. You walk like a duck and you talk like a duck right. with, unfor- with unforgiveness on your tone. Right. Yeah. So do you remember that there was a time or was it a specific time of he- of your healing where you were like, you know what? Or do you just wake up one day and you're like, hmm, because that's how it usually happens for me. Yeah. I, I, I want to forgive people, but I can't do it until I feel it, until I'm there. You know, I'll say it in theory, but... I, in essence, something will have to happen. And then I'll be like, oh, there was no reaction in me. Yeah. I didn't feel any kind of way. I just said, oh, okay, that person. Yeah. You know? I don't, I don't remember a specific moment, like this light bulb moment of like, oh, I'm over it. Right. <laughs> I forgive her. That's them. a lot. <laughs> Or all 12 of them or whatever. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> 
hey, the things we get to laugh hey. about if we keep going, oh. you get to laugh about it later. I almost cussed just now, but you get to laugh so about it, this stuff later. I think that that's um, it, so much Gotta a part of going. it. I, you know, I grew up um, with a very angry mom. She was very, she was very angry. She was very bitter. And she, my, my whole life, she spoke horribly of my father mm. who I, you know, didn't do great things and he wasn't a part of my life for long. Yeah. Um, but there was just so much bitterness in every time she said his name and every, every story and every snide comment. Yep. And it, she couldn't comprehend that it still hurt me. Yes. Even though he had hurt me, he had left, it still hurt me. Yeah. And so I, from my youngest age, knew I never wanted to be that. Right. Whatever came in life, I never wanted to be that person that made other people feel like that, that, that my anger and resentment over my experiences oozed out of me onto other people. Right. And then, you know, many years later, um, being in ministry with women, you know, we... You encounter all, all types of women yep. in every stage of life and every different experience. And you see the ones that are choosing forgiveness and are choosing to survive whatever circumstance it is. And you're seeing the ones that are marinating it. Yeah. They, they, they anoint themselves the victim. Yes. And they live from a victim mentality for the rest of their lives. Yes. And God is throwing blessing after blessing after blessing. They're almost tripping over the blessings and the healing that he is trying to give them. But they're so locked in to yeah. being angry and hurt and bitter and the victim that they cannot, they can't see it. They can't yeah. see it right before their face. And you're like, whoa, what are you doing? Yeah. There's so much more you're life to live. It. You're you know? missing it. I know. So I think That's it was true. You know, it wasn't a, a specific moment. I think it's just what is in in my DNA ingrained ingrained in me, what I didn't want to become. Right. Well, that's that's why you and I are very similar. <laughs> Things that you see, you just they can be teachers always. It's not we don't always sort of learn from the good. We have to learn from all of it. And 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 even in your even in our pain of going through things that are hurtful, especially when we're young, um, you know those things. They made me different. Yeah, of course they, they make did. make you different. Of course and You don't want to repeat that. And if you're a person who, I mean, I think that all of us have a, a part of us that can help others. But when, when, when you're a person who sits with multiple women, you have, there's a different little chip inside of you that's a little bit highly more activated to, you have to be able to um, sit in a space and learn and, and and direct and guide. So if you're a bitter person, it's hard for you to minister, if you will, to right. others because right. you're holding on to all that. Um, and I was going somewhere else also with that, but um, yeah, that's it's it's good to learn from those those places and not repeat <clears throat> those hurtful things because we know. Well, uh, we're, oh, that's where I was going. It's easy for us to put ourselves in other shoes when we've been intently focused on being in our own shoes. Right. You know, from the pain and this and, and the worry. So how do you, um, how do you, uh, help? How do we help people that are in that space or just provoke a thought in them to, to get out of that victim 
position to get into forgiveness because there's a lot of things said on forgiveness. There's a lot of things um, just everywhere. There's different teachings, books, everywhere, poems, biblically, non-biblically. There's a lot of things said about forgiveness. Like forgiveness is something that we all need to do. And usually it's pretty, the first place we start is with ourselves, right? So how do we encourage the one that some people are addicted to victim and and they tell that story over and over again mm-hmm. they miss the blessings as you said but they also oh, miss, they literally trip over them yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they're also missing you know what that happened that day and look where you are today yeah you're not in that space and you've you were able to carry on. You were able to, to move on. It's such a sensitive area. Yeah. But how do we, how do we, like, what's one thing we can encourage people by <sighs> to get out of that place? I mean, I don't know. I think I always try to help people stay present in where they are right now. Stay focused on where you are right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, being a single mom, that just wasn't something that I was going to do. I can't, you have to put things in their place too, right? So that happened to you. And then, you know, that's got to be in its box over here. You can't let it bleed over into other relationships and other places, but it's hard to do as humans because we have those memory, that beautiful memory Mm -hmm. that we get to fill up, you know? So before I answer your first question on that, you you can put it in a box, but it's not going to stay in a box. No, that's true. You can try, but eventually that box is gonna is gonna be overflowing, and it's gonna come up. It's gonna come back, and it's gonna bite you in the butt. Totally, at a really inconvenient time, <laughs> you have to deal with it. Um, and I'm I'm speaking firsthand on that because I was I was so efficient putting things in boxes my traumas in boxes my experiences pack it all away we don't talk about that we we just we just put that away and it's over with it's gone it's gone it's gone until something some circumstance comes in and it renders you completely out of control yeah and then guess what every one of those boxes are spills <laughs> open and now you're dealing with the whole mess <laughs> instead of the one thing yeah, you know in front true. of you in it um so, but to your question of how do how do we help someone, I think, you know, there's, this is why the Bible says there's wisdom in a multitude of counsel, because <laughs> some, some, <laughs> some women need to go to Susie, and they need to have their hand held, yes. and they just need to be nurtured and yeah. loved, and... Yes, our um, beloved Susie, yes. Yes, and prayed over and ministered to, and there's, there is so much value in that. Absolutely. And then some... Some women need to come to me, yep. or you, because <laughs> they just need someone to kind of smack them upside the head and say, okay, it is time for this yeah. pity party to be over. Yes. It is time. Yes. And um, I think you, you ha- for me, in my nature, yes, you have to tell them the truth. If you see someone stuck That's for so long, if they're willing to hear it, if they're not willing to hear it, there's not, there's nothing you can actually do. Right. You can pray for them. You can give them all the platitudes you want, but... If they're not gonna hear it, they're not gonna hear it. That's right. But if you come to me and you ask me, I'm gonna tell you the truth. Yep. 
And to tell I'm, you the truth, I'm just, it's just who I am. They don't like to hear it all Because the time. you're wasting, <laughs> no, not all the There's time, that but, part. you know, but I, I also have had many women who in the moment, you know, didn't love it, but have come back and said, thank Always. you so much <laughs> yes. for being so real with yep. me. Thank you for just telling me the truth. I needed to hear it. I didn't want to hear it, but I needed to hear it. Yeah. And it kind of woke me up or it was that kick in the butt that I needed. And, yeah. um, and I, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to be harsh or heartless in it. And I do try and say things with as much compassion as I, you know, is possible, but I, I'm going to set you free real quick Okay. because recently, so backstory and for context, um, I don't, I think it, I think I wrote this in like 2014 or 15. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I wrote this, you know, I write a lot and, um, I wrote this piece about, I was having this moment, uh, just sitting quietly and having a moment by myself and I was praying and, and I was getting the sense that, you know, I was being told in my spirit, like, you need to take your position as a vill- as the vill- as one of the village. Take, okay, let me start from the beginning. It takes a village to raise anybody. Yeah. It's not just a child. <laughs> Even ourselves. <laughs> Even ourselves. <Yeah. laughs> Thank you for being part of my village. I love you. <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> anyway, um, and it was like you need to take your position in the village as one of the villagers seriously, mm-hmm. and um, you know, admonishing the younger women. And this is the very first seed that was planted in my heart about where I was then going to be taken four years later, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth, that I didn't see coming. Right. So I wrote all this, I journaled all this, and I was like, okay. And so I've always had that in the, in my mind, that conversation that I had with, you know, that moment of taking and start where you stand, he said. Like, you have a daughter, you have nieces, mm-hmm. your daughter has girlfriends. Like, if they come to you or, you know, you see something, like, start where you stand. And I was like, okay. Then I get got into Titus II ministry and where we did a lot together, right? Mm-hmm. And... um it's it's based off Titus 2, 3 through 5, where the young, older women are to admonish. So in preparing for the podcast this year, I came across that note that I had written, the, the journaling, and I was reading it again. And so I was writing a piece for the website, as you all know, love-manifested.com is our website, and there's different perspectives on our perspectives page that I threw up there. And I think I was writing a piece for that. And because I love words and I try my best to be um, a good steward mm-hmm. of the beautiful language that we've been given. I'm like, let me look up admonish. And when I looked it up, it set me free. Mm. Because I thought that, um, I thought that, I mean, I the way I speak with the girls and the way I uh, kind of guide and lead and mentor, I'm very straightforward, like you just said. Mm-hmm. We're, you and I are very straightforward um, I'm very discerning. You're very discerning. We can see something. We're going to tell you how it is. And it's all from a place of love. But right. we're just, we're not going to sugarcoat it. We're direct. We are direct. And so uh, I was looking up this word and I was thinking, oh, you know, when I hear that, the older women admonish the younger women. I think it's like raise up, bring them along. You know, um, this is the way I thought of the word admonish in my own understanding you know we're bringing them up we're teaching them so they can you know we're teaching them how to be good wives we're teaching them how to be good women and have healthy relationships well the word admonish when you look it up Mm -hmm. it says it's a verb 
It's to warn or reprimand someone firmly. 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 Oh. The, the um, you know, advise or urge someone earnestly. Warn someone of something to be avoided. And um, the, the synonyms were reprimand, rebuke, scold, reprove, chastise. It says admonish in the scriptures that I read, <laughs> right? Yeah. And so I was like, in that moment, I was like, oh, I'm not being harsh. And I don't, we don't come from a place of scolding. It's no. never scolding. No. But it says firmly. Yeah. So when we're being firm, we're doing the Lord's work. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. So let us be set free. Thank you for that nugget. <laughs> <laughs> and knowing that we're just, that's, yeah. how, hey, you have, there's all types of us. And we, and the village is going to have, we're villagers. We're not yeah. robots. Yeah. So and I mean, we're not talking about unsolicited, you know, we just see someone at a party or something and jump over and, you know, start our admonishing. That doesn't work. You know, these are these are women typically that we're in relationship with or there's some type of, um, you know, respect for where you're in a position where they've allowed you to speak into their life or they want right. your advice. They just a lot of times want to hear what they want to hear. Yes. And we just aren't the women to Tell them what they want to hear. No. We're going to tell them the truth. Yeah. As your shirt says right now, speak yes. truth. Yes. Yes. It's true. And um, and it's know. necessary that we hear the truth because I want the truth. I've had to have people, <laughs> believe me. <laughs> we talked about this. Yeah. <laughs> truth hurts sometimes, but yeah. you know what? It's it, it might hurt, but it also heals. I think it's <laughs> the truth is the only way you get to healing. Yeah. And so if you can get to the truth of the matter, to get to the truth of the core of what caused the hurt in the first place, mm-hmm. with, without the truth, reg- regardless of how that truth is delivered to you, it may be strictly through scripture, it may th- be through a sermon, it may be through a ministry leader, it may be from a friend or mm-hmm. a spouse. Or a movie. But <laughs> honestly, Seriously, I mean, a song. God, so, oh, well, you know how I feel about songs <laughs> and lyrics. <laughs> you know. It could be a non- religious or no it can be a secular song yeah it can be a secular all day long and if god wants to tell me something and he's going to tell me because that's it i'm fascinated i'm fascinated with words yes and um i and i believe that with my whole heart if you can't get to the truth of what's at the core of it the healing's just going to get a band-aid on it it's going to continue to get buried and the forgiveness starts there too because it's not going to it's not going to you gotta. You really have to stop. Get outside of your feelings and get outside of the offense, mm-hmm. and get into the truth. Yeah, because sometimes the offense blocks us. But I had to set you free with that little admonish meaning. So now continue on. With <laughs> <what> <laughs> Why? The- well, thank you for that. Thank you for that. I was, I was blown away when I read that. I was like, uh, really firmly? <laughs> I can be firm. Let's do this. <laughs> so we don't have to coddle everybody. Huh? No, some need coddling. <laughs> some, and but that's some the, do. And the, well, yeah. I think we need everything. There's times I need coddling and there's times I need straightforward. Yeah. And the coddling is just as nurturing as the straightforward. Yeah. But I need both. Yeah. You know? Yeah, abs- absolutely. Absolutely. And it's it's such a healthy place when, you know, you can get older. I'm, I'm a little bit older than you. <laughs> but, and you recognize <laughs> your much. needs. Um. <laughs> Yeah. You know, again, where I, I didn't have a, a nurturing mom. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
So I recognize, you know, there's a particular friendship in my life. Um, Mm -hmm. Her name's Mila, and she's she's so nurturing, you know, to to me, to my children. That's just who she is. That's her nature. She's very nurturing. Mm. And and I recognize that so much of what um, has bonded us. And and I and I love that aspect in her, and I love that God is so faithful in putting, um, you know, if we're if we stay in tune to it, like I was, you know, mm-hmm. jumping back to assessing how your people are, how you're feeling when you leave certain people in yes, your life. Yes, but God will He'll surround you with that wise counsel. He'll put the different aspects of His Holy Spirit into different people and position them around you very intentionally, mm-hmm. so, so that you are covered. From all sides. Yep. And in my tribe of women, they're tight. Yeah. And they're different. You you guys are each very different in your strengths. Mm, So good. Talk about a village. But I know that, you know, of this core of you, Mm. nobody's getting, nobody's getting through you. No. And it's, it's incredibly powerful and just so uniquely wow. designed by God. You can't, you can't look at it. You can't assess that core and think that God didn't specifically put the people in our lives that he put. And I'm talking about when you get to a place of, of you know, cleaning out the closet, you know, yes, <laughs> you know? Yeah. and I'm not talking about cutting people off. I'm just talking no. about boundaries, yeah. positioning them. They're, they're two or three layers back where we can be acquaintances. We can catch up once in a while. Yeah, and but have my, a great time. my core, the people that are they're they're high and tight in my life and they know if I'm tripping, they can speak right to it. They can girl, Angelique, another yeah. another one we just know love. and love. Yeah. No, I mean, nobody cuts to the quick in my life like she does. <laughs> Like, and that's how you met. Like you met. Oh, are you from her me? cutting to the quick? And look at. Do you know that you Im- story? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> look how you. Im- I respect and love her so deeply. Yes. But look how you've embraced that. So many people. We got to stop being afraid of the truth, and we have to stop being afraid of people that are sent to our lives. Yeah. They are sent. If you know someone, and I and I feel this way wholeheartedly. Sometimes there's people around you that you're not even tapping into the gift that they are to your life. And they're literally standing by. They may not be saying much because you haven't empowered them or accepted that they have something they're carrying for you. But I, I, I mean, I know that. I know there's people that I'm around and I just pray for them. And I, when I, when they come to mind, I just send up good thoughts for Mm -hmm. them and ask for their covering and their protection because that is a real thing when we're not able to accept or receive love. It's a yeah. form of that. Re- Truth is a form of love. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. And so look at that, that you can, and she's, be, she's been, this is years, years of friendship. You didn't get offended at her saying, coming into your life saying, uh, what did she say? I love this story. She followed, yeah, she followed me on a Bible study one night. <laughs> Follow me onto the parking lot. Gets right up in my face and she goes, I think, you, I think you have a pride problem. This is my girl. Like, Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> it was it was so funny because we we I love it. 
we didn't know each other on a personal level at that point. She, you know, she was a women's ministry leader then. Mm-hmm. She was leading. Mm-hmm. She was leading a, a study that night, mm-hmm. and um, so um, <laughs> she. And it, you know, it, it went on. We unpacked it. Yeah. And she became one of really, truly one of my very best friends. I I love her. We call. I mean, we literally to this. this I just texted her this morning. A funny little <laughs> meme about your ride or die. Like she is my ride or die. But a fence would have nipped that in the butt immediately. Right away, and you would have missed a oh, beautiful lifetime, yeah. lifelong angel. In Absolutely. Your life Absolutely. That you've been for each other. We've, we've done life and death with each other. I know. We have sat in the fire. Beautiful. And to think yeah. that that could have been not been. Yeah. So, again, healthy female to female relationships yeah that spirit of offense is huge it keeps us in unforgiveness it keeps us bound offense is huge i think that's probably why i think i believe I'm, i don't believe i know i'm sure that it's john bevere's best-selling book the bait of satan oh yeah it's right it's, over there yeah <laughs> you haven't read it you haven't some issues with offense <laughs> offense yeah. is the bait of satan right or you can watch Stephen Furtick's um, sermon that set me free that night when I had to go and confess some things. I called Susie. Mm-hmm. That was this, the the prison of offense is a series that um, is is a sermon that Stephen Furtick from Elevation Church, and he he does it visually. Hmm. He's powerful. He's so powerful. But that moment took me out, and it's so simple yeah. how that the baiting comes in and how the offense comes in and before you know it you've built an entire wall between you and your husband you and your children you and your whoever you know and yeah the bait of Satan is you're gonna get released there (laughs) (laughs) I love this so I love 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 this so much and um, man what a powerful I could talk to you all day we've spent hours on the couch being present being present <laughs> and um i thank you for making this deposit today it's very rich thank you especially you know nowadays a lot of people are walking in a fence they don't even get to consider forgiveness yeah. and i think it's 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 a sign of the times but i also think it's because people just have a lot piling up and piling up and and they don't get to examine one thing before they're dealing with something else or they find themselves in another situation. And so they're not even getting to the place of even examining where they're at with forgiveness and whether it's imprisoning them. And I know they're not thinking about the other person because sometimes too soon. Yeah. I am glad that you actually, you circled back to that because I do feel like you know, I'm going to speak to the person that has, has had something heinous, mm. heinously wrong, cruel and evil done to you. And we're saying, oh, you got to forgive them. You got to release them from that prison. Mm. You can't do that in your own power. We don't expect that. It's not what we're trying to say here at all. Mm. There's not, there's not one formula, one size fits all to forgiveness. And sometimes 
what it has to be. And again, I'm speaking from my own experience right now. Yes, you are. I know. Forgiveness just looks like surrender. Mm. We surrender that person to God. And we trust in his mercy. We trust in his justice. Mm. We trust in his wrath. His wrath. He is just. God is just. So I don't want you to feel like you're trapped in that unforgiveness because you you can't do it because it is so heinous. But you can surrender. You can get to a place where you surrender that person to God and you just say, God, have your way. Whatever, Whatever that looks like. I can't do this in my own strength. Yeah. You can ask other people to pray. Yep. For that person's forgiveness because it's innately not in our human dna now and and watch out if you hurt one of my kids right yeah like watch out but we have to surrender that and so for the person that right now is just saying you don't know you don't know what that per- what, what, di- what happened to me mm-hmm. we're women for the sake of this yes. you don't know what he did to me right I think I probably do. If forgiveness is that much of a block, girl, lay it down. Mm. Lay it down. Lay it down at the feet of Jesus and let him take care of it. Let him handle it. Let him take up that fight for justice. You don't have to carry that cross. You work on you. Yep. And making it through the next moment. And give them to God. And don't worry about how you feel when you do it. Mm-hmm. There's no prescribed. You have to have a bow in your hair and, you know, your socks pulled up and your little skirt on. <laughs> you come snot slinging with your anger. Yeah. Because you can handle all of it. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll say with every bit of confidence that yeah. my most intimate, powerful moments with God have been my ugliest. Amen. Amen. I understand that. I know you do. It's when we learn the most and he blows our mind because what we thought it ain't it's so much deeper and bigger than yeah. what we even thought we were going to get from him in those moments. So, it's so much more. It's so much more. I, and that's why they're powerful because he's like, oh, you think this is heinous, nasty, death to your soul? I'm even bigger than that. Let yeah. me show you how I love you. Yeah, absolutely. And I've, you know, I've come to, to realize um you know, first it was just to accept, but now it's to embrace that mm-hmm. I know facets of God <laughs> that on. a lot of other people don't because of the trials, because of the traumas. In the dark places. Because of those dark, dark places. Yeah. He revealed things about his character and his nature to me. Mm. That people that are free, and God bless them. God bless the protection in their lives and the yes. freedom they get to live in. But people that are free of some of the things that I've experienced... They don't have to know that side of him. They get to know other parts of him. Yes. 
but I know parts of God that I know some of my friends do not know. Yeah. And it's okay. That's real. And I have learned to embrace that because I didn't want to know that. Right. You know? That's not your choice. I did. <laughs> I wouldn't choose it. Yeah. You wouldn't choose it. Yeah. You don't choose that. You don't choose it, but you choose to find God in it or it's going to destroy you. Period. Period. That's Who gets it. it? Who gets the glory in it? Does Satan get the glory in it or does God? Period. Because somebody's going to take away with a win on that. Yep. Who is getting the W? Yep. That's straight real talk right there. Straight real. The enemy takes enough. I'm not giving him anything willingly. Oh. Wow. And you know what? For anyone in that space that's in that space too, it doesn't take much for you to start handing things over. Because we usually, we're not just carrying one thing. It started way over there and we got to, we're going to work it backwards. Right. But it doesn't take much to hand over, um, to start your relationship, to start pursuing an understanding of those, those parts of him. He will reveal it. And like you mentioned earlier, if you're a person that's just going to be dedicated and married to the victim role, Mm -hmm. you won't see it and you won't be free because you're just committed. You are married. You have a covenant with being the victim. Absolutely. But if you want out of that, you want to divorce that and you want to move into freedom, you got to start just investigating. This is why Love Manifested is here. We share our stories from real, authentic places organically, but not to boast, be boastful or to say, oh, look what I did. I got through this and look at me and look at you. It's not, it's not for that reason at all. That's not the heart. The heart is that when you hear someone else and you witness or you know or you understand or you perceive that someone else is, has this to- sort of story and they're showing you, it was ugly, it was this, it was that, it wasn't cute, it was none of those things. But you know what? I had to seek. I had to keep seeking And, you know, when we say people praying for other people, they're called intercessors. An intercessor, that means that you are praying for someone, like in the interim, because they can't pray for themselves right now. So, (laughs) we have a dog coming in. That's my little princess, Paige Dior. She's Mm -hmm. on set today. So, when you are praying for someone i mean those intercessors they're there for a reason we need them absolutely they have to be here yeah i mean the core word there is intercede right yes like they 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 intercede in your circumstance yeah because sometimes you you can't pray for what you need right but the intercessor that's their assignment right right so they're going to come in they're going to intercede because your your thoughts are probably going in the wrong direction in that moment and they're going to intercede on your behalf right right they're literally going to just Go right in the middle. Yep. Say, whoa, whoa, we're going to. Yeah. And and let you have your moment where you feel like you're breaking, where you're on the floor. You have that moment. I got you. Mm-hmm. That's why the village is important, y'all. Yeah. Take inventory of your relationships. Wow. So much here. So rich. So, 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 so deeply depositing richness here. Thank you. Thank you. From the depths of my heart. 
I knew it was going to be what, we, what he needed it to be. <sighs> I don't want it to end, but we could talk forever. So we're going we're gonna to take a Selah here and we'll probably pick this relationship up on another episode Yay. and talk again. <laughs> because, um, like, girl, I could listen to your voice all day, every day. What oh, if I told you? What I told you? <laughs> your voice is like, it's like satin and melted butter, right? <laughs> and then what Mr. Rogers said, like, like, like dipped in it, right? <laughs> is that the butter from the the one that you were drinking out of the? Um, Why are we gonna sushi? go there on the air? <laughs> was it from sushi or was it from the crab legs? <laughs> I don't know which one it was, but it was oh equally. Oh my as gosh! Talk about judging. They're judging <laughs> me right now. <laughs> Hey, yeah, listen. She you... ordered this m- magic buttery <laughs> sauce, like ha- had the chef hand create it for her. They bring it out. and oh. Yeah, you better believe there was a few drops left in that bowl and I put it right up to my lips. <laughs> like it was gloss, guys. Yeah. She yeah. put it on her lips and then licked them. <laughs> and when she looked over, I was looking right at her and I was like... Saving that for later. She's like, you saw that, oh, girl. Okay, I'm gonna oh make you snort. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I love you so much. Thank you for being here, and I can't wait to have you back because there's more words for you that you need to. We need to just walk the aisle with in our lanes, you know. Well, thank you for having me. I love you dearly, <laughs> dearly. Yay. So everyone out there, thank you for joining us today. We have new episodes posting often. So click the subscribe button or, you know, just share this love with someone you care about. And uh, don't forget to follow us at love-manifested.com where we have even more goodies for you, more perspectives. And you can also take a look at and shop our Survivors of the World So line as well as connect with us through our social media accounts. So to all you precious hearts out there, remember, as long as you have breath in your body, you woke up this morning, you are still part of God's plan. So focus and manifest love wherever you go. Until next time. <laughs> love.